Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Private Sector Podcast. We're starting here on the fly. My name is Brett Splinter. With me as always is... Joshua Joseph. Joshua Joseph Clark. And the reason we're starting on the fly is our esteemed guest today is already just bar- bartending away. Uh, welcome welcome to the show, Tim Niver. It uh, is a pleasure. You might have to... His mic is, is a pleasure. His, his mic is moved to the side because Niver knows the protocol and knows... That that uh, you start with a drink and he came, he came with the whole kit. There's a fucking mini bar set up uh, on the on the table down here, um, and we're having we're having vespers. Vespers, vesper, um, Bond's drink. Because we're obviously so debonair, I guess. Uh, Deboner. <laughs> Deboner. Hey, yeah. hey, by the way, behind you, Knife Man, uh, look at that Lego set right there. Is the Aston Martin? That's Bond's uh, Aston Martin DB7. Sweet. No, DB5. I'm sorry. You're and this it. is the Walther yeah. PPK. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is carrying the Walther PPK. I don't. It'd be a lot cooler if I did, obviously. So here's the deal. I just looked at one, and I, I almost got it. The Walther? Yeah. yeah. And it was so good looking. Yeah, they're they're sexy six. little guns. Oh. They're sexy little guns. So what's in, what's, in a, what's in a Vespa? I mean, we're not bartenders here. so. Well, primarily gin, uh-huh. which is my main vice other than my... I other, thought it was tequila. Other than... Other than tequila. Oh, got it. Okay. And some other things that I like a lot. Yeah. Um, Italian food. Italian food. No, this is a classic cocktail. Lillet, a little bit of gin, mostly gin, and then a little bit of vodka. And then simply this dumb little lemon on the uh, side. I really uh, I want to apologize to all future guests of the Private Sector Podcast right now. Bar's been raised. The fucking, literally. The bar, <laughs> literally. The bar has been raised. You might not even like this. I don't care. I've had, uh, I've had a Vespa before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cheers, Niver. Thank you for coming on oh, the show. Yeah, guys. We appreciate you very much. All right. Plastic tink. Cheers. Tink, cheers. Tink. Tink. Yeah, if we were, we are using plastic cups. That's how we get a po- podcast started. We oh, like man. to have a we like to have a portion of the show where we check in on Josh's dog to see uh, is Bronson still alive? He's he's still alive, and oh as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah, today. Dude. Today I looked at his pills because he's got to take a pill for his heart <laughs> Same. because it's bad. It's not working as it should. Same. And they stopped making the pills. Like, so there's everybody who wants vet medin. Has, you got to go to the internet and find some janky corner of the black web to get <laughs> get pills now for these dogs or cats or whatever. Sounds and, like a new business for the private sector. So they're so expensive. And I'd never, I don't buy a bunch of them at once <laughs> because it's, it's a catch 22, right? Like they're hard to find. And so you find pills? them, buy How a bunch of them. How long is it worth keeping Bronson alive for? I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, my dad was raised on a farm, right? Yeah. He's like, I what, 14? He's going on 14. Dude. But is he nice enough? To yeah. Yeah. It? He can't see or, or hear all that well. Oh. <laughs> He took a, doesn't have so a he great... doesn't listen. Literally, no, literally, <laughs> never. Like, uh, Meaty said that he, because he took like a dive off of out of Meaty's camper and like locked up like full rigor. And Meaty, yeah. you thought that was it? Thought like, it he's was carrying, it. Like, he's <laughs> carrying him around like, this is where we're gonna bury you, buddy. And then all of a sudden he like snapped out. The first thing I thought was like, oh man, he's not gonna make it. And then I was like, I don't gotta buy any more vet medin. <laughs> but <laughs> turns out he made it. And here I am, like before I came over here tonight. Spending one hundred and seventy three dollars on vet medin for the next like forty five days, because I hope he makes it. 
Yeah. But I guess. Yeah, you do. But you also you're also already you're also puppy shopping already. Been I puppy feel like shopping. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Cheating on the dog. Yeah, dude. Poor guy. The dog knows too. Oh no, as soon as I came home the other night from holding uh English bulldogs for like an hour, mm-hmm. he was just like he yeah. wouldn't give me any kisses. Yeah, Garth Brooks. But he was definitely like rolls. sniffing all over in the me. Background. That dog like, smells that perfume. Told Dad, me. Dad like, why are you happy? Uh, <laughs> Where the fuck have you been? Dad. Yeah. That's pretty ruthless, though. You have one, two, one. We have a friggin' zoo. We have uh, a Dom Bassett boxer miss with us. Is that the one that's always howling? Dylan's always howling. Yeah, he's. And he's siren. Dude, and he, like, belts it. And I have, like, I could start an entire fan account based on him howling, I swear to God. And then Friendly, like, he, like, his name is Friendly, but he doesn't really. I mean, he's really good and passive and like whatever, but he doesn't actually like anybody. So he just so like, ironic he's name. a loner. Yeah, I guess so. Like I didn't give him the name. He was really friendly and nice at the kennel. Of course, he's trying to get out of Are there. Are You know, I mean, he's oh, trying yeah, to get the hell best, out of the dog. Your best behavior. You know? It's like, you know, your, yeah. your first, first time meeting your you significant catfished. other's parents. <laughs> yeah, you got catfished. Like, <laughs> the dog's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally cool, man. Totally chill, totally relaxed. Sick. And then you bring him home and he just rips through your fucking couch. Yeah, what is that? So he, he didn't actually do that. And then we just got a cat, which I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. Nobody wants a cat ever. It's, it's just they, well, people get them. cool. I don't like it. I like cats. I love how we just got right into it. And obviously on our podcast, um, I don't feel like we need to really talk about like, Hey man, how did how did you get in restaurants? But I, I would be remiss if we don't like if we don't like give a little bit of backstory. Um, Tim, you you've been in the restaurant game for a while. I think you probably a couple mo- months most well known for a couple months. <laughs> Takeout only since twenty twenty, baby. <laughs> Takeout only. I yeah. think I think um, you know um, Saint Dinette is obviously a, a staple. Both Moochie's locations are are banging. Yeah, filling. Filling our hearts hearts with love. Um, Thanks, man. You go back a little bit. Strip club, um, amazing experiences there. But I do know you actually worked in Vegas. Yeah. And you opened Bellagio. Yeah, my wife and I both worked there when it opened. Yep. Dude, and I feel like this is that's that could, that's a that's a podcast series probably on stories you oh, have. Man. What if what I if I remember what I what I remember? <laughs> so what, it's amazing. That was ninety. That was. 2000, no wait, sorry, sorry, that was 1998. What restaurant? So the only restaurant that I'm familiar with is Prime. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing or was I think thing? I think so. Okay. I really have lost touch with all of it. And the casino world uh-huh. is you're in, you're out. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're out. You're cool, you're not. And it's super cutthroat. So, so we were Sam's yeah. American, which okay. was one of the last places picked. It was not on the lake. It was okay. on yep. the freaking back entrance where like people secretively drove up. What kind of food? Like how high? Like- American cuisine, a completely like from steaks all the way down to like super fancy club sandwiches. Okay, but but, but the yeah, nicer joint nonetheless. Yeah, you know nothing in the Bellagio at the time right. was. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was all re- all really really nice stuff. And, you know, uh, an excellent designer named Jordan, like, built it out. And we were there. I was there for 45 days prior. We got there. I got there 45 days prior to opening. 
and I showed up to the the front of the to the uh, hospitality trailers, the restaurant yeah, yeah, hospitality yeah. trailer. They were outside the hotel, and we all. So worked. this is when Bellagio launched. This was a. This launch. is when we launched. Okay, I got, got there forty five days before, and everybody was working out of trailers yep. outside. It's got to yep. be just an insane. Um, oh, to watch a, a casino with all those moving parts. I can't. Really I think it's forty acres or something. Yeah, shit like and that. It's a, is that a wind property? Or was? Yes, was. Was okay, it when yeah, okay. I think he sold that off, you know, not, you know, a few years after I left. Yeah. But so just Tent City, you're getting set up. Yeah, Tent City, we're getting set up. And um, I I was late to the scene. All the other restaurateurs were all in their nice suits. They're all from the coast, right? I had come from New York City, but I hadn't been mm-hmm. there long. They're all from the coast. They had this big, I mean, it was like the biggest and the most talented of the most talented at the right. time. Jean George is walking through the room and freaking, I mean, it's just the the, the Maccioni brothers from Le Cirque are walking yeah. through the room. Is it intimidating? Todd, like just- yeah, yeah, you know, but as a restaurant guy, you just, you always have to kind of work the room a little bit right. anyway. Right. You know, it wasn't like I'd walk in and be like, oh, there's Tim Nyberg from, where's he from? You know, I don't know where he's from. You know, it doesn't really right, matter. Right. But I did that when you walked into the private sector studio. I'm like, there's, there's Tim Nivers. Oh, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was that tall. I didn't think he was gonna come. <laughs> we could play him and, on the three on the private sector basketball team. Yeah, I can yeah. shoot. I can yeah. shoot. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so you know, like we just—it was just kind of this amazing, huge resort world. It was a two billion dollar hotel at the time. <laughs> we went and saw Cirque du Soleil. Oh. Before the before the casino opened, free seats, they bossed us into the property. Jesus. You know, I lived at Treasure Island for three weeks, food, bed, comp, everything, just whatever oh, I want, any restaurant. I don't think I, I I think I don't think I I don't do well in an all you can anything film blank scenario. <laughs> yeah. Like like all you can drink, it's like Yeah. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> or like if it's all you can eat, I'm gonna be sick. So like I don't know, man. Like if like here you go, you can stay at this hotel in Vegas and eat and they made me pay for all the the movies, you know. <laughs> but uh, other than that, they don't take care of porn out there. They, that's not I mean and sex workers gotta get paid, man. Well absolutely. It's an industry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well and it was so it was like it was just like the hugest thing ever, you know, and I saw more stars there than, and you know, you can even imagine. And all right, most starstruck person that you saw, like not 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 necessarily highest like fame that other people think like that's the most, but like the one that who who is the most intimidated you were by? Like, whoa, that's okay. So yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. the the most up close and personal like that I got with somebody uber famous is Muhammad Ali. And he threw a fake punch at me. I told him, I don't have a table. What's your name? And he went, and threw a fake punch at me. I was like, oh, my God. I just melted right there. That um, that hits a really, really actually emotional chord for me. Um, upstairs in my dining room, and Joshua can attest to this, I have the Sonny Liston mm. me poster. And in it, matted, framed with it, in 1987, my dad met Muhammad Ali in Las Vegas. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> Dude, and... Did he sign a Koran, a pamphlet about the Koran for him? Uh, he did. And that's what I have. It's uh, Islam at a glance, it yes. says on it. Yes. Bullshit. I, that's what I have. I have it back in my mementos. It's I don't know if it's Islam at yeah, a but, glance, but it's a little pamphlet about v- it. Okay, so my dad, 
uh, it, it, he's 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 a very extroverted guy, and you know he'll absolutely fuck your ear off with amazing stories. But he was like, I was really starstruck to go over there. But he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And it's 1987, and my dad walks over, and he's like, I just wanted to tell you um, what a huge fan I am of yours, Mr. Ali. And I, if it's not too much to ask, would you sign an autograph for my son? And so this is 87, so I'm seven years old. And he had, my dad had the, you know, the forethought to be like, Brett's going to think this is really cool one day. And so he signs this brochure, and he's like, do you just want me to sign it? And he goes, no, sign it to Brett from Muhammad Ali. Which is cool to me because you know it's worth less as an autograph, but it's priceless, obviously, to me. And so he, Muhammad Ali signed it to me and then dated it even. And my dad kept that brochure. And they didn't give it to me until I was in my 20s. Oh, my God. And he has it matted and framed on that poster. Sick. But that's so dope. That's so wild. That like, because that's when my old man met him too in Vegas for some show or some shit. We we ended up obviously we sat the guy. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we ate my fucking table. Yeah, and then he's like, I he's like, you have steak here, and we said yeah, and he's like, grind it up and make me a burger, please. Oh, so we did. We ground up a sirloin and we made him a burger just the way he wanted. We said it was great. Put his hand on my shoulder on the way out of the restaurant. Like you'll never you'll never forget that. Never. But the most, but that, so that was, that nothing really tops that. That, but, that's, yeah. But I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like out in front of the restaurant. It's like kind of towards the end of the casino as it ends up into the shopping mall on the way out to yeah, Barbary yeah. Coast. Kind uh, of. Yeah. Uh, it's called what, Fashion Show Mall, I believe. Yeah. In, in that, in that zone. Yep. And all of a sudden, you kind of hear this, Whoa, you know, like the crowd roar, like a, like a, like a, like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Like things start to get amplified, and you're like, what the hell, what's going on? You know, and I'm like looking around, like somebody win a million dollars or something, yeah, you know, yeah. what happened? Somebody won the Mazda Miata ding, ding, spinning ding, 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 around. Yeah, on the, you thing, know, yeah. classy, but yeah. shit, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, not 20 feet from me is this person <laughs> Dressed in this white, like bolero hat with a white veil and a white suit, and ten dudes around him. It was Michael Jackson? No. Yes. He's walking the full veil though, full veil. He's like all frail. You can tell. You know, he's just got that like I'm doing the motions right now. You know, yeah. so <laughs> weird. But he's got that walk. You know, like you know it's You know, it's just like, like a random shit. <laughs> 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 And it's like, so and then he and then he walks into a restaurant, or and or no, like like one of those shops there, and he goes like, and I want this, <laughs> yes, sir. and I want this. Like all I could think of is that video, you know, like where oh, he's man. walking around. I think it's even in Vegas. Oh, and I want that lamp, <laughs> and I want this, and there's the dude's just following him around with a notebook, like take it Dope. down. Fuck yeah, you would do want take that. Absolutely, down. we'll swipe your black card all day. So I went to Michael Jackson concert <laughs> oh, yeah. in 1992. <laughs> Wait, so- at the Met Center. How old you must have been? 10? I was 10? 10? Yeah. Because I know this because it was my golden birthday. And we had these like amazing tickets. My aunt, who had married my uncle, he was he's a connected guy. And mm-hmm. so things like that kind of came around from time to time. And he's like, It's your golden birthday. I got Michael Jackson tickets. <laughs> and we go to the show, and my mind is just melting throughout the whole show. And he would go into this yellow tent, and in like a fraction of a second, he'd come out in full, full like wardrobe change. And then, like the fourth time through the show, getting towards the end of his set, he goes in, and the fucking thing explodes. 
the tent that he gets in. And you're like, well, Michael Jackson's dead. And you just, you feel the <laughs> air leave the Met Center. And that motherfucker is at the top of the Met Center on like some crane system and starts singing Billie Jean. <laughs> Coming so down. Cool. So and I'm cool. just like, the great, you never forget it ever Dude, in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I, I never saw Michael Jackson. I, I, I obviously wish I would have. That would have been a spectacle. Um, I saw the North Stars. And that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got hit by I got hit by a puck. Oh shit! So this must have been like ninety two ish. They were probably just take. They probably <clears> just <throat> took down the rigging for that uh, Michael Jackson show. <laughs> so I was like sixth grade ish. I was tw- I was twelve in ninety two, and um, the reason I remember it so vividly is my my old man got like work tickets to go to the North Star game, and he took me. And they were right at the top of the glass, like just right at the top of the glass seats. So I'm sitting at the top of the glass, which is really, really cool. But for 12 year old Brett, it's it's moderately fine. Like I'm like, this is cool. And um, the game's going on, and they're playing the Detroit Red Wings. And I'm looking at the program that my dad was kind enough to buy me, and I'm looking through this. I'm like, that's cool, you know, I'm Mike Madonna, neat. And all of a sudden, like, you just hear this, whoa! And everybody in front of us like hits the deck like it's a like it's an active shooter drill at an elementary school you know you know well you know but like like everybody's under the deck and I'm looking at this program you know this is pre getting distracted by your fucking phone I'm looking at and right as I look up this puck smokes my kneecap twelve year old Brett's even skinnier than now kneecap gets destroyed by a slap shot from the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, it must have been Yeiserman. <laughs> Dude, it went and it hit my knee and the puck ricocheted off my knee. <laughs> and then the camera goes to somebody three sections over that's like, yay, and holding the puck that blasted, <laughs> you know, 104-pound 12-year-old Brett's kneecap. And what does my dad do? Because then I'm on the screen. He looks at me and then the most dad power move ever, don't cry. Don't fuck you, fuck it. Don't, don't. You literally don't fuck. And and you and you do that. That Brett's parents are taking shots. Today. I know. I feel bad. But like, but like, literally. But but no. That's what I would. That's exactly what I would yeah. say to my son. It's like, don't be a bitch on the jumbo truck. You're Talk in the wuss can. And, yeah. And so and so and so he's like, and I'm doing the, and I look down. My knee is hurt. Worse, my jabos are ripped. Oh shit. I had to fight tooth and nail to justify owning a pair of jabot jeans. And my only pair that I have is ripped by this. And now the EMTs come down and they're doing the whole, we don't want to get sued, check you out, lost. You know, like they're looking at it and he's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And then everyone claps and I'm super (laughs) embarrassed. But then the Red Wings player, and I don't remember who it was, uh, uh, literally skated over and pounded on the glass and then tossed a puck over to the front row and they handed me. Good guys. Long since guys. lost. It's, Puck's long gone. But this, so how did the jeans end up? I had to. I, I bought like some. I bought some boodles because that's what I buy. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy completely local. But yeah. you know, like the ice is local and the water is just so clear. Yeah, this ice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next spo- <laughs> the next sponsor for the private sector podcast, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota clear, 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 Minnesota clear ice. Yeah. Eastman actually, I talked to. Um, I talked to him and uh, Easy wants to come on the show. That'd be a cool show. Have yeah, you seen so their? Smart. Have He's you so smart? Oh, Such dude. a good kid. Have you seen their facility? Um, yeah. At Prior, they share with Blackstack. Out there. It's, like it's dope. It's dope. He he kind of he kind of walked me around it, 
Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, the it's funny how they make the everyone's like, oh, you boil the water. No, dude, it's a thing that shakes. It like shimmies it, doesn't it? Like I to don't make, know the whole yeah. process, but it's like, it's, but like to, that makes two of us. Yeah, he was showing me like what we're talking about are these <laughs> super the, ice, the ice, super ice. clear sexy eyes. You can get them at most like liquor stores. Yeah, no, Kowalski. I got these at Kowalski's today. Yeah, you so know what like we didn't get at Kowalski today? I heard about that, but we didn't. Josh, what brought. do we not? What do we not get? Well, I mean, we wanted to. You know, we like to give <laughs> gifts, and thought it'd be a nice segue to talk about Moochie's frozen pizzas. I was. We were so excited that we were gonna like surprise you. Yeah. Like, hey, surprise with the thing that you know everything about. Yeah, but but like, <laughs> but proving, but proving that we are supporting you, the homies. Wait, wait. Yeah. You guys know that I have a frozen pizza company. <laughs> we we that are so privy. sweet. So 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 my very very patient wife Carrie was like, I'll, yeah, she's like, I'll run to Kowalski's and grab one. Kowalski is one of the places you can buy these amazing frozen pizzas. And we were all excited. Thank and you. she texts me and she's like. You gotta be fucking be kidding me! They're out of Moochie's pizzas. So, hey, good on you, Niver. <laughs> yeah, I love it, and I hate it. You know, you never, yeah. you can't buy no. anymore if they're not there, right. unfortunately. But uh, you know, it's, I've learned a lot. I've been doing this for three years with this this company, and it's amazing, amazing, amazing frozen food. And and there is one in the oven right now because Niver did. Niver, Niver, fucking cares. brings one by. <laughs> good guy that he is. And and so, but literally, like. The craziest thing for me about seeing that when you're out is got to be the same. I kind of talked about it with Alex, where it's like you see a product of yours with your logo on it, and it's different than being in a restaurant. So, like for you, is that bonkers to go into a Kowalski and see like still? Yeah, every time. And I look at them and I look at the shelves, and if there's a box that's mangled, I buy it. Yep. If there's a, yep. you know, ah. you know, so yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes with it, and. It's pride is what it is. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Honestly, that's all it is currently. You know, it's not a lot of money. It's one of those things that, you know, like there's so much competition in the segment that, you know, you're really like, I'm just trying to establish myself for long enough so that it sticks. So if there, uh, that begs the question then. All right. So, you know, it's a crowded, tough segment. Yeah. You know that margins are. I don't think people really, 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 really understand how slim food margins are by the time it gets mm-hmm. know, all the way down there. But so it's a tough segment, and this is this guy. This is a lot like Alex because Alex's episode. He's like, he's like talking about there's no money in his business. Like screen printing is brutally slim margins. Uh, you know, everything can be bought on Amazon now or these big mm-hmm. print ha- houses. And what it boils down to with him, and I don't think he actually said it was because you love it and it you're so passionate about it that you fucking don't care. So is that why, why, I mean, there's obviously a money component, right? This isn't a not, not for profit, but why then why put these pizzas yeah. next to a, a DiGiorno, a Jack's or whatever? And like, well, they're better. Well, they are, but they like, do, yeah. but how do you get people to know that? And that's what, that's, what's tough for really, me. really hard. Trials are the, are the main thing. And a lot of times, you know, we don't get a sale on our pizzas because they're the most expensive frozen pizza in the stores currently we don't necessarily get to sell a ton of pizzas until they go on sale so i'm basically buying a pizza for somebody so that they can taste it now if i get them after that if i get them after they do a trial Mm -hmm. i think they'll know the difference i trust that they'll know the difference between this and a jacks well Mm -hmm. jacks has its place man Mm -hmm. absolutely right but ours but our but our but our pizza is not that and the and the 
pizza that you're going to get tonight, I fried it. You know, I made it. Yep. And so we have, you know, a USDA co-packer that has to put it together because that's the law. That's like the law. Are you allowed to prep them at a Moochie's? And we fry every, yep. we hand fry every Because crust. it's a commercially certified kitchen. So. Yes. Yep. Yes. And there's no meat involved in what we do there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, like I, I get to touch these, you know, every one of these pizzas. And that's both good and that's bad too, right? You know, like you, I almost, we're getting to the point where, we're getting to the point where we could scale a little bit. And we're looking at these, you know, big fryers that are a little bit more you know, automatic. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're looking at it, but next is this lasagna thing. Cause our, because our, 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 we've been waiting for a long time to get our lasagnas going and we know how to do it better now. So, you know, we're really excited to, you know, launch those two. So frozen lasagnas, I know uh, we get them at, at Muji, but you're going to be able to get those grocery store too. Yeah, we're yeah. Well, I mean, that's absolutely the plan. We've mm-hmm. got it set up. We got it all costed out. We got our co-packer all mm-hmm. lined up, and you know the way that we see the lasagna market is it's a lot less crowded. And yeah, there's a lot cheaper lasagnas than ours are going to be. But it's yeah, but you be know, same ingredient, same exact ingredient, mm-hmm. different build that you can't physically put it together the same way as you do with the restaurant. You know, you just can't. Right. But um. But it'll, it's good. My my concern, um, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll equate this to, I'll equate this to beer. My concern when I was going in in into the business of beer, or when I was working at other people's breweries, I feel the concern is always anything off site. There becomes a component of what is the consumer gonna do to fuck this up, and then associate that with a bad connotation of my business i'll use so here's my beer example um you're a brewery and you make an amazing coffee beer right this this amazing beer it's a it's a coffee milk stout and it's amazing and you sell it in six packs of bottles and it's really coffee forward it's smells great but that beer now in six packs of bottles is shipped nationally and so it goes to a liquor store in Minot, South Dakota. Um, and is it South Dakota or North Dakota where Minot is? A Dakota. It goes to a COVID-ridden state. And, <laughs> and, but anyway, that gets to that liquor store. And the dude doesn't read the tiny print where it says must be kept cold because, you know, there's coffee in it and must be kept. Re- and he puts it, you know, on a warm floor stack next to the handle grabs of White Eagle Vodka. And nine months go by. And somebody who's never heard of your brewery walks in and is like, oh, that sounds like a cool brewery name. That sounds like a cool... Oh, I like milk sauce. Yeah, I like like coffee. And they get it and they take it home. And it obviously tastes like shit because it hasn't been properly taken care of. So with that, like a Moochie's Pizza, do you worry like somebody's going to like, I don't know, like burn it or fuck it up? Or like, is that, does that, does that... Here's, you know, like, we've had issues with... Uh, the way the box works we've had issues yeah. the way the person puts the box together yep we've had to uh, go in and re-sticker boxes we've had you know like a, a million different things can happen in right. transit you know I go to pick something up for a will call and the forklift 
put a hole through this case. Well, yep. who takes care of that shit? You, I mean, so yeah, there's a lot of variables. Being as though it's a frozen product, though, once it goes into the freezer, I got six months. Yep. Yeah. And That's, so yeah. I got six months. We went eight and tasted eight. We tasted a 10-month pizza. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But we got six months. Yeah. So my distributor ended up ordering. Um, they sent us a PO and they, the, when we first started this. And they're like, mm-hmm. 2,300 pizzas, 2,300 more pizzas, 2,000 pizzas, 4,000 pizzas. And all of a sudden, in the first you know 60 days, I made so many freaking pizzas. And then they're sitting there, sitting mm-hmm. there, sitting there, yeah. sitting there. And I'm like, dude, you got to throw those pizzas away or donate them. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you got to throw those pizzas away it's or donate food, them. dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> now they're not, it's not the product we want. We want it to go away. And you bought it. You ordered it. And so there's some problems there. But, sure. But you're yeah. not so concerned with the end user. No. Nope. Like, okay. Typic- typically, no. The biggest complaint we get about our pizza is that the meatball, the picture on the meatball box does not look exactly like the meatball when it comes out of the, on the pizza. It's a little more ground up. Tim Niver catfishing. People <laughs> fucking hate the really? picture. Really? They Why? want the picture on the box to be the exact, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. It's like, and, and we don't get that a lot, but yeah. you know, that's people see something. They're like, that's it. Oh, your, your pizza's got more sauce in the picture. <laughs> Than I got when I cooked it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you get stuff like, it's pizza's underdone, man. You know, and it's like, what? You, <laughs> you cooked you, me. <laughs> you didn't cook it long enough? I'm sorry. That's so. Your, your oven from 1947 <laughs> is it, the, not temperature calibrated? Oven it's times not. may vary. Oven times may vary, brother. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask, like, when you didn't go to school to be a restaurateur. Mm-mm. I started at McDonald's when I was fifteen. Which I I was I was I started in catering at fifteen. What's your McDonald's order? What's your McDonald's go to in twenty twenty? Uh, well, no special menu items. McRib out. McRib's out. Yeah, I wouldn't do that anyway. I don't know what's in that shit. I um, their deals their deals are the best. So I go and get like the they get the no I get the like the dollar McChicken or the double cheese for like a buck. Yeah. Yeah. And I went the other day, and they had three dollar like yeah. uh, combo, and it's mm-hmm. like two. It's a great deal. It's, it's like it's like one of the double cheeseburger and a small fry, and I got two of them for six bucks. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. two small fries, two, th- you know. And yeah. I'm like shame eating in my car, <laughs> crying. No, I wasn't crying. I was just depressed. <laughs> you know, eating. <laughs> you know, I wasn't crying. You. I was just a was next more... private next private sector T-shirt. Sad no. and angry. Sad I, and was, angry. I wasn't crying. I was just depressed. <laughs> Tim Niver. <laughs> I was, you know, yeah. So I ate the shit out of those, yeah. you know, and like it's so like you feel, and it was so cool because because I bought two of them. I could eat one on the way, and then when I got there, I was like, I still had a full lunch left. This is this is and the best. and whoever was, if anyone was there, you could be like, this is just my lunch. I'm about to eat it. Yeah. I didn't eat one in the car. <laughs> Why is it in two bags? Yeah, don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> McDonald's Coke is the best Coke too. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. There's something about fountain soda, man. It's just. Yep, undeniably the better yeah. choice. People, so I've heard people about <laughs> asking about the high C thing coming back. Like that's what I used to get way back in the day. It was like, yeah, give me that orange high big C. Ma- oh, that yeah. orange high C, the Holy big orange crap. cooler, like that they would do like school yes. events. Remember the big oh. igloo, the big igloo cooler. The inside was stained orange, and like, yeah, that was uh, so good. Yeah, well, I guess I wanted like, sorry, I know, like, yeah. I I'm in hospitality, and. 
not something that I sought out, right? But when I found it, I was like, fuck, man. I've been looking for this forever. Didn't know I was looking for it. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's always been, like, I've always been a very hospitable dude. People come to my house. Like, I'm entertaining no matter what's going on. Like, I want people to have, like, a great time. Brett and I have thrown many events where we're just, like, the goal isn't, like, making money or breaking even. It's making sure that we get people together and have, like, a blast. And... So when you found hospitality, was it like, did you have that feeling like, man, this is just like a natural fit? Well, no. Like, you know, the way that I learned about hospitality was, was through my parents, my, however. So, so like, you know, like the restaurant job that I got just happened, like Tom Smith from the football team, you know, was like, Hey, Nimer, come work at McDonald's with me. There's chicks and like, I'll get you high. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't feel like this any like any 15-year-old job. job is like, yeah, man, yeah. this is my career. Chicks. Yeah, and then yeah. I didn't know he meant like chicks getting off the bus with this other dudes <laughs> that are coming in with their sports teams. And I'm back there on my visor flipping burgers. Like, right. that's what he meant. I thought there was going to be like girls working there. But anyway, no, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't come to me like that. It came to me through my parents and my ma. And my dad was like ran the school. Right, he was a superintendent, yeah. and my mom was a cook. So my dad would have, you know, like kind of public, you know, teacher parties or administration parties. My mom would cook, and that's what we did. And that's kind of so. I grew up being social. I grew up helping my mom. I, I grew up with my dad, making sure that I was like the right kid, shaking hands. Right, right. And that's, that's kind of how it. I, I'm old. I fell into it. You know. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be import export. I wanted to do something a little bit more tangibly, like dealing and wheeling and dealing. And I didn't get there. You know, what attracted you to import export, <clears throat> like that? Like, yeah, the, literally. Like, I, you know, I, I lived in Spain for a little bit, uh-huh. and so I really just wanted to kind of, you know, do, travel right. and sell, or mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't even know, like. It could have been wine at that point. It could have been olives. I don't. I don't care. Like I was just interested in kind of getting that international business thing going on. Didn't work out. But is that like it, something that you still think about falling back into? No, because you know at this point, um, you know I'm a little, a little older, and I have to think more outside of the box now than I ever have. So because of the pandemic, I'm not really. I do have a couple of restaurant concepts that I would love to do. Should we all recover the right way? Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking at other things. And it's not that I want to like abandon the business. But I said this on, on Yia's podcast too. Like, listen, if we're not looking at our lives as though it's some sort of evolution, if we're not considering our, or if we're considering ourselves in just one way, mm-hmm. then we're missing out on something we could have done and so for me this has been so hard i'm like well shit why am i just doing this and you know let's say i'm basically starting over i have now until seven i'm 70 Mm -hmm. to retire yeah okay so what do i do for these 20 years right and so i'm not sure it's just restaurants all my all my restaurants are great you know and i look at the roaring 20s coming back after this pandemic i really do i think it's going to be resoundingly busy yeah. when we get through this because people are pissed off and cooped up and they're going to go out. Yeah. But, I, you know, I still have to look at something else because the margin's not there and, 
if the industry was saying, and I can go on forever about this, but if I heard from my industry folks that, like, for example, you know what, you know why there's no margins in our business? Because we undercharge. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so we need, we need people, we need operators to say together, we've been undervaluing our product for years. So if I can't get everybody to kind of come with me, then I'm not going to undervalue my product anymore. So goes the so goes the tide. So goes the ship. Yes, right. And that's what ha- that's what we're doing, unfortunately, right now in, in hotels. Like nobody's traveling. Yeah, I I have markets where we have our competition deciding we're going to sell rooms for forty nine dollars. It's like it, it, our our get back from that is like years from now because now your corporate clientele is for like, well, 40 selling, bucks you sell, you're selling rooms for 49 dollars, and, and it's not a motel six no these <laughs> like, are like yeah these are hilton's yeah these are marriott's yeah and so we find ourselves in the space where it's like we're just shooting ourselves in the foot right now because yeah it's a pinch right but we're we're literally an industry that runs PLs perfectly if you're doing it right mm-hmm. you know you're, you can you can get 70 percent to the gop like if you're doing everything really well and not sacrificing customer service. But now we find ourselves like, eh, just, well, we got the guy down the street who wants to sell rooms for $49. And then 3M is like, well, I'm not going to pay you $95 for rooms in 2021. Like, I'll pay you 65 Now, let's to get back to $95 is going to take us years from now. Yeah. Unless we all kind of understand we have to stop selling rooms for $49. You know, I think the money is in mediocrity, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't try too hard and you don't buy the best product and you kind of just do like something simple and easy, you know, you really are kind of setting yourself up to do better, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people do that on purpose. I just think that there's places that really strive to to be more right, and provide an experience. And then there's places that, you know, would like to have more. Well, people. I think I think the word there is experience, too. Like that's, I mean, that's the, probably the hardest thing with the whole to go, like, at least for me as a consumer, I'm sure for you as a proprietor, like experiential things are what make your restaurants amazing. You know that it's no fucking joke that, you know, you're a, you're a excellent front of house presence. It's the hugs. It's the literally the, when you say shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, you're, you will, you know, hold somebody's baby if they're crying so they can enjoy their food. So do you think that now that component, so boom, that's taken out. That's fucking gone. You don't get to do that. No. How, do you, how do you either convey that still to the customer or compensate in other ways for it? Sure. If that makes sense. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, like, and we'll see how this all shakes out. For me, for me and my businesses, you know, you know, I really think that we provide more than most places. And I, and I get that it could be me personally. What I, what I think will happen mm-hmm. is that there will be more of a delineation between places. I would like to see a delineation, meaning yep. you're going to be able to go to your corner bar and get your stuff for a certain price and do that. But the reason you're going to come to St. Dinette or Moochie's is because you're going to get served by somebody. It'll be a restaurant experience. So you're going to have bar grill, you're going to yep. have restaurant, and then you're going to have ultra fun. And I, I am not going to chase after... Any anybody after 10 p.m. Right. And I'm not going to chase after happy hour and I'm not going to chase after 4 to 5 p.m. We're going to do dinner hours, fucking five hours, and we're going to have it focused 
I don't think we're going to open back up six days a week. We're going to do five days a week. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to exert on our on our lives, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll translate when we come to work, and it'll be fresher, better, easier. We won't be dragging out these 60, 70 hour weeks where we're just trying to be nice to people and sacrificing across the board, right? And f- instead of focusing on, uh, and so yeah. I think we'll end up seeing places, you know. That, that are actually like, you know, people understand that you're going to go to Moochie's for this experience. Right. And it's going to cost 30 bucks. It's like, yep. we can't do half pastas anymore for everybody. Right. Because you're going to take up a table for two in a small joint yeah. for an hour and have a half pasta. And like, honestly, I can't, I can't, I can't pay the bills like right. that. So, you know, and that's, um, you know, I, bar- I bartend at uh, Blue Door and it's the same thing. Like the original pub there, it's, it's, it's 10 fucking tables. And they have aggressive happy hours, and it's it's brutal, you know, as as somebody that relies on relying on tips when you like you say they come in right as happy hour starts, and they know exactly how to get their cheap basket of tots and beers and camp essentially, you know, and and it and so it's, happy it's hours over, right? And what's brutal about that is also I come from a place <laughs> where you know I I want to make I want to make people happy so desperately with food and booze and shit like that, you know? And like, so I don't want to piss them off. Well, you know, I don't believe in the $20 burger, but I actually, it's actually going to cost that, you know, like in the middle of the pandemic, the beef that we use at St. Dana almost doubled in price. <sighs> doubled in price. So here I am trying to keep a level of quality. And, you know, so like, you know, I have these, you know, maybe delusions of grandeur, like how, how I'd like to see things. But again, you know, if I get to exert on it and make it happen, you know, and, and like really make sure people understand the difference between our places and other places, then then it's going to be worth it. I have to begin to value it more than anyone else first. And Amen. then people yeah. can buy in to what we're doing. They trust me already, you know, um, I think. And oh, I, totally. you know, we're gonna, you know, yeah, if you had to like not put, you know, on the, with your five, with one hand, you know, do the top five places that you trust, you know, I would say a lot of people in the cities that have been eating with us would say us, like All they trust us. Where That's else? A big deal. Where else yeah. do you trust? And I'm not, I'm not going to pull you away from making another Vespa here, but like, well, what? I trust, I trust people to take care of things, you know, like nothing's ever perfect. But I trust Brasa to take care of things. Mm-hmm. I trust Alex Roberts as a person to take care of things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, when I walk into the Grand Cafe, rip. Yeah. Um, Josh, pour some out for the Grand Cafe over there, please. Those Thank folks you. were always so gracious and cool. Like, wow, how do they do that? You know, beyond a level that I've I've participated in for years. Like, there's places like that, but also. You know, you know, and that's like casual brasa all the way up. But there's, you know, it's not a million places, right? It really, it really isn't a million places. It's just a few. And I think we're all like that. You know, I know where you get wings, and that's <laughs> yeah. your joint. Yeah. You know, and you like, you're like, you're into that. And I think also, like, I think it's also to be, I don't know, to be like not like influencer culture ish, but like I think you should be vocal to everybody about what your joints are for specific things and i think you should also know that it's okay 
not to, not to bash a place, but if you if you have a good relationship with the place, I think you should let them know if things aren't a hundred percent right. I don't know. I speaking on behalf of myself. When somebody's actually jacked on something, like that means a lot. It, it does. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, and I, I teach. This is I tell everybody that I work with. When something goes wrong, and somebody brings it to your attention, that's like your one opportunity to make a client for life. Because you get that real opportunity to be like, I can give you genuine feedback to how your 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 situation that didn't go the way that you wanted it to go affected you, and I want to make it right. So you didn't have the best time. You you know the product wasn't the greatest, but making it right that will mean more to somebody you making it right, and then they're going to go to bat for you. Outside of somebody, yeah, it was a good time. You know, I had, I had fun there. You know, but. Fine. That person, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. But something didn't go right, and management or ownership, you know, took genuine interest in that and made it right for me. That person will be your client forever, your customer forever. There's always an opportunity. What was the. <laughs> I like how this, this is where my mind's going to go right now. Worst person or instance that you had to boot from Bellagio. Like the most like, holy fuck, this is a thing. Because I wanted, like, I, I forgot to ask you this during the, like, I, I, I'm like, Niver's coming on the show. I want to ask him these things about Vegas. So, like, what was, like, and it's not necessarily, like, this is a famous person we had to cut off. Well, the, so, the, one day, <laughs> this guy comes to the front door and we seat him. We don't know who he is. And then one of the pit bosses rolls over quick. I'm going to shake this up. Yeah, and the pit boss is like, "Yo, yo, yo," and he kind of gives us one of these, you know, like head motions. Walk, you know, walk like, in. "Hey, that guy, that, that yeah." Outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old guy, old guy lost a hundred k on a on a table in like an hour. Like he just Oof. blew through, and he was pissed. Yeah. So then, so then he's in my restaurant after he does that. Okay, dude loses a hundred k, and then. And then, of course, pit boss is like, "Yo, just take care of him, well, <laughs> right? Take cool. care of it. We're gonna like, right." So when he says that, he means like, "Hey, like, you know, we're buying buy, a whole, but buy, buying a sandwich." He yeah. just dropped literally a a house. Yeah, the the he writes the pit boss comes over and he signs a ticket, which okay. is going to. He's like, "This will cover his tab." Okay, that's very nice. That's very <laughs> nice. So my assistant manager at the time walks over. Guy orders a. Uh, I think it's called a Grand Madame, like Veuve Clicquot Grand Madame, like a really okay. expensive bottle of the Veuve Clicquot. Yeah. And my wine geek assistant manager, okay. <laughs> total, some dude, right? Like Professor He's Frank. uncorking at the table. All right. And on, well, fortunately, the wine was really, really good, still bubbly and active, and it <sighs> shot the cork immediately up to the ceiling. But the pressure was so great that not only did the cork go up to the ceiling and bounce, it kind of ricocheted around the room, but the bottle shot itself down to the ground. <laughs> the bottle shot itself down to the ground, and the... And did like two, three, <laughs> 360s, windmilling this, you know, like $175 bottle of champagne Fuck. all over our brand new restaurant. 
and cle- and it's the wa- the the champagne is just dripping off this guy's table, Shit. and he's just looking at us like, like fuck "Are you fuck me? Are you fucking kidding me? I just lost a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and then your dumb geek wine boy just poured can just basically all over me like I'm a stripper. yeah, like it's a World Series win. Gave him a facial, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I just whatever," and he got up and walked out. So oh. I, t- so. It was all mistakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that that sucked. That sucked. Because we totally ruined his day. Do I yeah. need like a drink? Do I need like a... Are a we coaster? Yeah. Oh, no. You can you can have some. <laughs> okay. Like the table's covered in stickers. We're big sticker people. Oh, hey, Niver, speaking of stickers, while you grab some pizza, um, I got something for you. How's my pizza? It's Amazing. ridiculous. My wine's gone. Also, like... Well, yeah. and here's my deal. Like... I'm not a traditional pepperoni fan. Like, oh. on my pizza, I'm a sausage, green peppers, and onions guy. Oh, man, but when the pepperonis, they kind of exactly. cup up like that. No, but when yeah. you got, like, a thick-cut pepperoni yeah. where you really get Ooh. to taste. It's me. Like, exactly. Like, you get, there, there's there's levels to a piece of pepperoni that's got that nice thick cut to, to me, it. this isn't, like, man, shameless plug, uh, not sponsored by Moochies, but literally. Well, actually, these pizzas, well, you gave us these, so kind of. <laughs> they are sponsored they by Moochies. They are sponsored. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, but it's a totally different. You can't put it in a stratosphere, really, of a normal frozen pizza. No, not at all. And that's why I love... It's that fried crust. Crust has a head it's, crust. It's got texture. It yep. tastes like bread. It tastes... Yep. It's just... It's absolutely quality. And I can tell you the people of the uh, good city of Woodbury, obviously, swoop them up. I love it. Thank you, Woodbury. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's, uh, it's going to be really cool to get the lasagnas, too. Oh, but what I was going to say was an actual sponsor of the podcast is Twin City Teas. Shout out. Shout out. So here you go, Knife Man. Got you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, dude. I got a, a, so badass. a private sector uh, t shirt. Oh, I love it. Some stickers to put. They look great on, like we always say, you know, you know, cop cars. Cop cars are probably the new word they're going to do. Put them on cop cars. Um, yeah, I'm going to take my Vesper in the, you know, my roadie Vesper with me and yeah. find some Woodbury cops. And like, I guess we might as well take the second because we're, we're running it through December. If you tag private sector and share any of our posts, yeah, share any of our posts. And Alex last week said that <laughs> Al- Alex, Alex had a you know after a few triple IPAs. Well, Alex is like, yeah, not only is he going to give you a Twin City T-shirt, he's he's literally going to ship it to you for free. Yeah, so that's so, pretty rad. Um, you got till the end of the year. Well, no wonder he doesn't make any fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Yeah. No. What a good dude, though. He is. He made your uh, your hoodies that you're selling on your site right now. Yep. Those are from Alex. Um, and our t-shirts, our Mooshes t-shirts. Yeah, they're so rad. And um, I will say this. If you are interested in supporting businesses and to-go food is not your jam, um, and for whatever reason you don't want to leave the house or what you, you, know, you, you just want to support some way gift cards gift cards gift cards but also i mean i'm a merch guy like i love merch yeah but buy fucking merch from places because first of all it's super rad the saint dinette stuff is super rad moochie stuff super cool but also this is a product that that place didn't have to make (laughs) like this is a these are things that you know they don't have to make and it's a great product for you because if you're buying it from a place you already like spoiler alert they're buying cool shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, you're not going to have some shitty t shirt. So, buy merch, but the St. Dinette hoodies are dope. They're like the little thumb hole ones. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, they are dope, and I, I wear them all the time. And... We will re up you on merch, too, because people are going to buy out all your merchandise. Um, and 
I'll tell you what I'll do. Anytime, if you send me uh, on Instagram a direct message or at privatesectorsplinter at gmail.com, just show me a receipt that you bought any merch item from St. Dinette, and I'll ship you a private sector shirt for free. Oh, shit. Boom. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And and share this on all your social. Oh, I'm good. But, like, all you got to do, if you buy a uh, piece of... Well, including just Moochie's sells merch too. Yes. Yeah. If you buy from Moochie's or St. Dinette any piece of merch, just send me a screenshot of the electronic receipt. And I'm going to fucking check it with Niver. So don't, yeah. like, don't Photoshop it. It'll be very official. Yeah. Day, I'm sure. But either way, <laughs> but either way, um, that's how we private sector podcast. I will, will fit the, uh, will fit the shirt and the shipping and I'll send you a shirt. Dude. That's yeah. It's such like a, a two deal. for one. Two first. Yeah. It's a two for one. I love it. Yeah. And our shirts are cool. We're gonna and get everybody draped out and dressed. <laughs> and and <clears throat> you don't you don't have to take this out, but I honestly have been dealing with depression. Like this is Same. I've never in my life mm-hmm. felt you know like the dark like this. Like I you know it's really it's really not me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm realizing I have these I have the time to realize these things about myself. Like you know. Like I kind of hidden behind the veil of hospitality for so many years that the real Niver, like you know it, but it's always yep. muted, you know. And so shit, it's kind of like, you know, hospitality says everybody's welcome here, but you don't put the everybody's welcome here sign up because then some people are not going to come, right? So like I'm trying to be neutral so that everybody can feel like they come. You know what? I believe. That restaurants and bars are going to be what saves us. When we get back outside of, of being from being inside for so yep. long, yep. we're all going to go gather to places and we're going to remember that we can be in the same space without hating each other, trying to get a common goal, trying to feel good about stuff. And I really feel like, you know, the refurbishment of culture is going to happen in restaurants and bars. And that's the only that we're, that's yep. where we're coming going to come together, man. Like, I, you know, I feel like somewhat of a responsibility, to be quite honest, to kind of like help mend. Do you feel some of what's going on? Do you feel that the, the, like sad and depressed feelings that we're all kind of feeling right now are because we're not allowed to do what we're best at? <laughs> no, absolutely not. You don't think so? No, I, do you, no you I, don't. You don't think I, that there's a, there's a portion that like. No. So what is it then? No, I, I just think that we're forced to do something that's not natural. And then in my specific case, I, I don't like having to ask for things or needing help. Yeah. And so my personal value goes down when I need to ask for help. And we talk about somebody who's busy in the restaurant at all times. You're not alone and you need to ask for help because if you don't ask for help, you're going to go down and then you're going to get in trouble. Speaking of going down, <laughs> just knock my the microphone, microphone stand really cool. <laughs> So, but but I I would I would say you know that we just we just really need to you know get around the corner on this, and that my feelings are just kind of that you know this has been so hard for so long, and I'm just exhausted. I'm literally exhausted. Yeah. Of the same shit, and we do four days a week. Yo. Yeah, and it's exhausting. Like, but you guys, you guys. I mean, you're you're still being innovative, trying. Yeah, yeah. that's exhausting. 
But but I think like the, the branding that you guys are doing with you know Saint Dinette, um, Dinette now, Dinette now. Like whose idea was that? Not mine. Adams. I think partially his, and I think partially Nicole. They're very very creative. They're my favorite. Yeah. yeah. They really, really um, are the best. They're best. They're the best. It's just something to look forward to, like that menu change. By the way, like Nicole something... listens to the podcast. She sure she does. Did. She listened to it, and she, she got all caught up. So shout out, Nicole. I think everybody's shit comes from different angles, right? You know, you said, oh, you don't feel that way? And I'm like, no, I don't feel that way. My shit is coming from, you know, you know, my circumstances and how they're extenuating the fact that I have I'm an anxious dude anyway right and so you know just things are bottled up inside I know more dudes right now men's health okay men's health moment I know more dudes right now struggling with actually just like 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 you know being okay yeah and then I've you know since since my level of stress and anxiety and the things that are bothering me have increased the things that I do for fun are more risky because I need to feel it because my thresholds are all... You just want to feel alive, Tim Nyberg. Yes, my thresholds are all pushed up. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, example, example. Well, I bought a moped. Okay, yeah. I know it's not a motorcycle or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't go 50 miles an hour. It goes 35 miles an hour. But I zip around town on it. I don't wear a helmet. I'm like crazy. But you know what? I'm 50. Oh, I know. Man. I know. But, but I've never. 50 <laughs> But I've never done this before in my life. Yeah. You know? like Wife I, get one too? She got one? We got him. And we got him. And it's a, it's a real practical gift. Kenzie but you got know. one too. Yes. Shout out Kenzie at Moochie's. Kenzie. And then, you know, um, and, and so, but that's just, that's very different. That's just very different for what I would be doing. And then I went and. And you know I'm gonna do my conceal. I took conceal carry class, mm-hmm. and I bought a handgun. I'm like the most liberal dude with a handgun that I know. Same. And so for me, like my hobbies have yeah. just kind of like okay, I've got to do something with a little bit more, you know. Yeah, I think extreme. That's, yeah, I think that's maybe like a positive thing that's potentially, but coming out of this like, and i hope so you know like my hobbies are going to be are, are, as are long as we don't see you like rolling through like first national bank on the moped <laughs> toting the ppk i just want to feel alive to, trying to hold this joint up i'm no, just trying to do new things I, you know and it, it's so weird like what am i even talking about right now but yeah. this is these are the this is where we're pushed this is where the current is flowing mm-hmm. and and so now we're having to deal with this famine this is you know for me it's like you know, this has been a rough ride. I heard a story about Aquavit um, that Anthony Bourdain came. Yeah. Is that? I did an interview with Anthony Bourdain. So, yeah. And I heard he got hammered. So, yeah. So, <laughs> we're, we had the smorgasbord plea, yeah. and then we do we had like, like So, how did that 30, get arranged? Can I back it up just a second? Like, I how don't did, know. Like, through Marcus. Because okay. Marcus, okay. Marcus was the yep. kingpin, right? Yep. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and then Vincent so Francois at Vincent's uh, was in the show, and then there was a... Uh, kind of under the radar Asian joint Thai joint um, that was in the show anyway they're like basically they're like Tim where are your best stuff because next week Anthony Bourdain's coming in he wrote nice. this book and now he's got the show I'm like alright cool and so what the you know uh, Marcus wasn't going to be able to be in town so so basically I Tim was Niver the mouth was. right and so he comes in with a very small crew like him and two other people and R- Roger Johnson was the chef, and we we're gonna do a smorgasbord plate, you know, f- you know, like four kinds of herrings and this. 
you know, crispy prosciutto yeah. thing and this weird, I don't know, like, like a whole, whole, like a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. Swedish? Like, like a boiled uh, potatoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Very, sw- Com- yeah. very totally Authentic Swedish. Swedish yeah. Yep. Okay. The gravlocks. Yeah. And so we put that in front of him and then we had 30 or 35, you know, aquavit infusions plus regular aquavits in the right. house. So basically they set it up with me and they're like, here's, here's what we're going to do. And he's going to come in and I, we just want you to keep setting them up with shots. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, like, you know, talk to him about what he's having and stuff like this. So, so dude, oh, dude, Bourdain rolls in. He's, you know, just cool, lanky, skinny, you know, like if he took off his leather coat, it's almost like he'd have the Fonzarelli pack of cigarettes rolled up. I mean, like, lucky strikes. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, just like you'd want Bourdain to be. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, fucking, you know. Welcome to Aquavit, you know, very <laughs> uptight way. And I was still in a suit. And this dude is like, you know, he's seen all the New York shit. Anyway, so he gets a smorgasbord plate and he starts to eat all these little bites. And I'm like telling him about, you know, this Aquavit and this Aquavit and this Aquavit. And, and, he's, like, and he's just fucking shooting. Yeah, off. he's yeah. shooting him back and he's eating. And we're having a very, very like, you know, intellectual conversation about things. And, you know, I was trying to describe how we're, you know, letting the folks of Minneapolis in on this kind of newer wave of food. And yeah. they were trying to relate with the Swedish heritage here in town, blah, blah, blah. And so whatever. But he's he's like, Ooh, oh, yeah, that was a good one. You know, the horseradish aquavit's really good. I'm like, yeah, you know, you have that with this. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, boom, you know, oh, that's the Gammeldansk. I'm like, oh, that's a sipper, chef. He's like, what? I go, oh, that's a sipper. <laughs> and he's like, Poof, you know, they pounded it back. <laughs> And he's like, will you say that again? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I go, Tony, that's a sipper. <laughs> it's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, like, I'll come back. He's like, you mind? Like, you know, we come back for dinner or whatever. He's like, do, do you want to do you want to eat with me? And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So is this like right after Kitchen Confidential? Yeah, like, I think right after that, like okay. within a year or two. And, and, um, and he had too many shots and he didn't come back. <laughs> he just went upstairs in the Marquette and, you know, like passed out. You know, it was like, you know, two in the yeah. afternoon yeah. or three in the afternoon. Done. And he just had like, you know, seven, eight, 12 ounces what a, what a of Aquavit. What a gig. And he was out. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I was there for lunch service. And I was like, dude's going to come back down. And I'm like, waiting by the door. Waiting by the door. Never, who are you waiting for? Uh, Anthony Bourdain's coming down. Don't worry. He's a. Uh... I should maybe tell you this. So Shaquille O'Neal walked in one night too. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've had a couple of Shaquille O'Neal run-ins. He is fucking hysterical, this guy. This is like Shaquille O'Neal and Bo Jackson are like my two childhood heroes. Like <laughs> I bought Shaq Fu his first CD when it released because I and I. And I told my my mom was like not gonna let me go buy some album like some rap <laughs> album at my age and I'm like I t- I told her I'm like hey I'm gonna go buy Meatloaf's new album and that was your cover that was to what I told her. but Shaq but like Poo? but dad was one who was bringing me and I'm like and I made like comments like as we were leaving about me getting to buy a CD and so mom had already like signed off on it yeah and when we got there i, I grabbed shack food and i showed down like yeah yeah buy this one and i gave it you know cause, and he went up and he bought me the album we got back and i just like beelined downstairs like, to get away you know and then like i sat there and listened to like shack at the foo spitting super fast and i'm like 
this guy can do it all. He can do any. He can do it all. Where, where, where did Shaq come into? Well, first time, I, first time, oh. yeah, first time he, he came in with Jerome Sally. Oh yeah, all right, Jerome Sally and and Shaq. Okay, and so this was the first time, and he rolls in and he sits down in this booth with uh, Jerome Sally and two women. And he's in this booth, and he's like the biggest dude you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in a booth, right? And he's like, Shaq. And it, like his knees reach the other side of the right. table. Anyway, I look, I'm, at, you know, we're all uptight and white at the front door there, dude, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I kind of like peek in the, I peek in the room, and there's Shaq, and the and the girl that he's with has this like leopard print purse, and he's taking it. And he's pretending that it's fucking attacking him in the booth. Shit. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. Jerome Sally's like, my man, that's my man. He's so funny, you know. Yeah, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. And then he's like, what's your name? I go, Tim. He goes, time, big time. Get it? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. All right, whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah. So then he came in again. Same restaurant, right? And it just so happened we had the two hottest hosts I've ever worked with in my life on the same fucking shift. And he rolls in him and another dude, another player, whatever. And uh, the the two cute hosts take his coat and I take him into the table. And then I come back up to the front and the hosts, hostesses, hosts, whatever, yeah. are, are gone. I'm like, where are they? And I look into the coat room. I look into the coat room and they have his coat on and they're both inside it. One of them has one of them has their left arm out and like the sleeve is still on, and the other one is on like they're in both inside the coat and the other one like this. So then, they, so he eats right, and we're all just having a great time with this. He, he eats and comes out, and the and the girls like take each side of the coat and they yeah, put it on man. him. He's like, oh, this place, I've been here before, I've been here before. Man. And he walks out and he's like, yo, check this, and we're like, okay. And he goes like this. He goes, uh huh. And then Superman, he turns on this, he's got a, leather, a custom leather coat, and it's got like these Superman lights that come popping out of the back of the fucking no. coat. Yes! And, just, and it's like all like, like LED, like Superman shape, right out of the back of his fucking coat. He's like, good night. He's like, Whoa. it was so fucking this cool. Is, this is the greatest story I've ever heard. Um, yeah, all right. One if, more, one more, one more. So then, <laughs> one more Shaq story. So the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers. Same was, restaurant? No, no. I worked at Martini Blue. This oh, okay, I really yeah. crazy, like blue lit, yeah. like yeah. Oh, it was weird. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the the Lakers are uh, staying sh- at the Grand, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was running the joint, and they were all the the Lakers came up in the club. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I came this other way and I went in the bathroom and there's Shaq. And he's in the middle. He's in the middle urinal. <gasps> Out of three? Out of three. He's in the oh, middle urinal. Dick move. Little, little weird. That's he's a it. big guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I walk up into the left man, the left one. And I'm going and I look up at him. I go, big man, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, he laughed. Didn't. Yep, he laughed. He washed his hands and on his way out he shut off the light. And I mean, <laughs> I'll that tell you what, awesome. like Man. you know, like I'd seen him three times. I knew yeah. what he was up for. It was, That's that. Uh, it's dope. He, he was, seems yeah. like he's a, really great. He was really great to me. You know, like obviously uh, you don't yeah. know what happens. It's a bit sure, but like isn't isn't that gratifying? Like when you yes. when you meet somebody and they're just they're they're cool and like oh man, you they are how you want them to be. Agreed. You know, and he, yeah. 
And then he's like, what was this song? He's like, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Kobe, <laughs> tell me how my ass tastes. You ever heard that one? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. That, that wasn't the CD that was out when you were t- when you were 12 trying to scam it from your folks. No, that was no, that was not. That was, he's making diss records long after uh, the Shaq Fu album. <laughs> <laughs> the Shaq Fu. Look at uh, Dogface, you know, with the cranberry thing. What a oh, sensation. And, good, and, ah, what a feel-good story. And what a... Dude, right? You follow him, and he like dances, and he like sends everything off, you know, and like this guy's yeah. And you know, I don't know anything about him, but he like wow, I don't I don't heart. want to know anything more than I, know. I know. Don't ruin. I don't don't ruin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, one of the things Niver also brought, he brought frozen pizza, frozen lasagna. He's mixing up Bond drinks over here. He came through with scratchies. I ever brought scratch off lottery tickets. And Powerballs because he's like, man, if we yeah. hit, yeah. we we all we all go habsies. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm in. And get out of the rat race. Do you want to scratch one right now? I mean, I have <laughs> I a feel... process when it comes to scratch offs. You, so you let, I don't know you want to get in the way of the process. Did you 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 listened um to Josh, you know, you knew Josh like those. Um so you know he we checked. He does have that Boston scratch off. I don't know if that was the episode, you yes. but he has it. And yeah. so, Niver, um, we were talking, and literally, uh, so I have Delta vouchers because of flights I had to cancel for this year. And Joshua works in the hotel industry, and so uh, there's going to be an episode of the podcast where we're going to do a fly in, fly out, one night in Boston. So Josh can go cash in his twenty five dollars. Fucking hysterical. Twenty five. Twenty five dollars. You gotta yeah. go get it. Yeah, but like realistically, like we can, you know. So we're gonna the whole premise is, and we're gonna, you know, like we'll, we'll like I think it'd be a fun thing, like a little YouTube video. Or, but yeah, we're gonna yeah. private sector is gonna make a mission once it's safe for us to travel again. Um, we are going to uh, fly in, fly out to cash out uh, Josh's twenty five dollars. So I think what we should what we should do with these scratch offs, um, we'll donate. Let's donate the proceeds. Sure. I mean, let's. I mean, each one of these we have the holiday tripler, <laughs> and each one can win up to ten thousand dollars. So that's so thirty thousand dollars right there. there. Yep. Okay. And then we have the. Hold on, I'm writing down how much we've donated so we can tell our accountant. So so far, thirty grand. Thirty thousand potentially. That's the high water mark for the holiday tripler. I'll just put hit. down thirty. Those are gonna I'll put thirty down. And then. We have three of the $5 30th Minnesota anniversary tickets. Mm-hmm. We have three of these, and each one can win up to $100,000. So there's a- Because you're like buying the expensive ones, Here's from what, what we'll I understand. Then. I didn't want to come in and be yeah. like with the no. dollar ones. Here's like what that, guy, that you guys not- diversified. Josh, let's just, let's just assume that... So $330,000. $330,000 will be donated <laughs> by the private sector by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, and- the, we're going to do... What, what's the charity? Well, we're we're doing we're doing an event at Blackstack, mm-hmm. um, coming up on the nineteenth. Yep, and it's the Twin Cities Community Food Project. Right? Twin Cities Community Food Project. We're we're giving away some burgers. What is I, it about burgers, though? Right? Oh, we so all good. want that shit. Do you get do you, like, do, you get, do you ever get bummed out about how like that's what Dinette's known for, or are you like fuck dope? Well, we talked about this a lot. You know, yeah, like, known for the yep. burger. I'm like, okay, well, it gets them in here, right? You yeah. Know, and, and then, and then, to be honest with you, it's just an enhancement now. Like I know what we're about. Yep. People want to come and get the burger. Sure. It's like, okay, how do we get you to get it? The bologna. and the lamb well, and the trout and the bologna's and, better. And the is really bologna's better than the burger. Wow. Bologna's better than the burger. Wow. That's saying something. You know, Larry Hill needs. Larry Hill needs help. Help us. Helps us out with that. Yeah. We were doing it alone. 
I mean, on our own at first. And, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, take a recipe and give it to somebody who knows how to put it together better than you and just, you know. So you used to hoop in, in school and play football? Uh, uh, I didn't play football. I, I lettered. I went to a small enough school that I lettered in five varsity sports. What, okay, tell me what sports. Um, tennis, track, basketball, cross country, tennis, track, and baseball. Okay. Yeah. I played. I played uh, after my freshman year. I played. I, I joined tennis. Uh, really? For my summer sport. Yeah. So good. Dude, so much really? Fun. I had the funnest of any high school sport was was tennis for me, because like in Woodbury, like you would think like preppy kind of we no, none of us took it serious, and like <laughs> we go like we had we made T-shirts instead of like wearing polos, and it said WQQ on the sleeve. It was win quick or quit, because we don't want to sit here all fucking day for you to go five sets. <laughs> like like and so <laughs> we. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> it was. And dude, like I, I, I played um, one doubles on JV, and the kid who played with me was like an eighty-five-year-old Asian kid or eighty-five-pound Asian kid. Like it was me and this eighty-five-pound kid, and I can't serve in overhand. Like I'm, I've never, I've, I've gotten a dozen in my entire life. So I just like lob them like little like pink, just like over the net. We nope. We didn't take anything serious, and then like DMX came out like right at that same time, and I bring a boombox to fucking every every match that we went to, and bang fucking DMX fucking on the boombox. What's like, my guess, name? Like, ma, 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 I got ma, ma. blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse. Like, <laughs> like that's like one of his like entry like opening lines. And it was just like you got to be shitting me, like. That, that it was the best time of my life. Another cube in there. So uh, we're doing a quick cheers again here because uh, Tim just poured us another amazing martini. Amazing, amazing. That's why we'll do that. Cheers. Um, and that cheers actually. Uh, there was a thing that I wanted to ask you because I know you're from New York. Yeah. And this is a uh, this is a super cliche like question, but um like if you go to New York, let's say the world is open, you know, like we get our shit together and. COVID ends. Where are you eating in New York? Okay. Um, and I know that's super broad, so maybe I'll narrow it down like a little bit. Like, y- me and Joshua are coming with you. We're flying in on the private sector G fucking five. Mm-hmm. And like, we got a couple hours. Waiting on the G6. Yeah. Well, we got 330 like, on the But way. yeah, but you know, like, we got a couple hours, and like, Niver, can you just bop us to, and let's assume we could get in. Where are we going? You're going to um, show me New York. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. I know. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think I can, I can put it into a couple of genres, you yeah. know, like we're either going to like Gray's papaya or, you know, for hot dogs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, you know, there used to be a couple of vendors, you know, street vendors that I liked, but Back in the day when I was in town, and also this place that's open forever, all the time. It's open a lot of hours, and it's been open forever. Balthazar. Okay. And so Balthazar is this old French joint, and you know, and they got like the hard boiled egg stacks up on the bar, and yeah. you kind of crack hard boiled eggs right on the bar, and you're just, you know, like shit like that. And so, and so there's that. 
Um, then uh, we lived out in Brooklyn, and there was this one, you know, coffee roaster we went to, and I would I would go make sure that we got. I would buy each of you guys a, a pound of this dark roast because it's like nothing ever in the world. Like that, like you know, you just you taste it when you're walking up. You can you can smell it within a block. And I would take you and I would buy you a pound of that coffee in Brooklyn, my old neighborhood. And then after I bought you that coffee, we would get a cup to go and we walk over to Monte Leone's yeah. Bakery, this little Italian bakery, and they have all these like cream pops and like fruit tarts and pignoli cookies and pastries like the the length of the room, like a like a yeah. And, and that's and and so we'd do that and we'd walk with our coffee and a pastry and we mm. kind of like just feel Brooklyn a little bit. You know, other than that, um, you know, there's just so many like dank yeah. little spots that you could just find and like feel good about. The best thing about New York now when I go back is that I have a phone. Yeah, and right. I know this sounds dumb, but all of a sudden you like get on a cab and like you put it, you know, you get your phone out and you're like boop 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 boop, boop and it populates. And there's like five, four star, five star places. And you keep zooming in, and they're and all like, still oh, dope. My yeah, God, you know, yeah. like yeah. I, you know, so you just yeah. happen to be somewhere, and something else is right there with you, and like you go do it. That's that's amazing about yeah. New York. I I uh, went to Momofuku. New York. Sorry, I went to Momofuku. The last which time I was in New York which and I hadn't been ever. And it the had been milk open bar. For, yeah. Uh, no. Um, Momofuku noodle oh, bar. Okay, the noodle bar. Yes. And I had never been. Yeah, and, and and it was like this rainy Sunday morning, and we yeah. got there just before open, yeah. and we did a little puff puff on the street yep. and waited in line. It it's uh, raining. Yeah, it's a big fucking yeah. line. You know, yeah. like we have the umbrella out. Yeah, and we were like four in line, and I'm like, man, we walked in, and I was like, we were really up there, like you <laughs> yeah. know, looking down <laughs> I, on I this experience with, uh, of Momofuku going with like Corey Chauvin. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do you know what? Corey Chauvin? Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we went there. We were super hungover. I was in New York. I was Smart. In, dude, I was. I, I, well, then. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, we're still on one. Oh, I, I went there. I went there so. The first time I went there so hungover, all I got was like uh, one of those like green tea like slushy things. Like you're not going to get any noodles or anything. You're literally taking up a spot. And I'm like, here's the thing, man. I'm going to be super sick if I eat anything here right now because me and Corey Chauvin <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> That's just... We'll get into like Chauvin. We should at save some point. that story. Yo, uh, yo, but like at Momofuku, like oh, the yeah. way you way you said that, right? Like the, so we're sitting up there and we're all like stony. So like we just got our food. Yeah. And they're like, "Are you done? Are you done?" Yeah, I'm like, "No, no, no, I ain't done. I ain't done. I ain't done." And there's like people at the door and they're like, you know, looking at you and you're like, I I don't care. Yeah, no. I I am going to enjoy this. Yeah. And then there's me who's like, I got the fucking shakes with my (laughs) green tea slushy. And I'm like, man, it would be super. And Chauvin's like, (laughs) squawking, I'm sure. Fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) I shared a a hotel room with him. Skinny face. I shared a hotel room with him and we were staying down, you know, like we're staying in the city in New York. And it's me and Corey Chauvin in this fucking hotel room. And it was so cold when we were there. And I had a room with fucking Chauvin. And it was freezing. It was so cold outside. And so we, you know, we cranked the heat way up. But, like, the windows were steaming up, like, in the hotel room. And, you know, it's a, it's a New York hotel room. So it's tiny as fuck. And it was a nice enough hotel. But, like, in the next morning, I, like, opened the bathroom door. And, like, without any shower or anything on, just kind of steamy. And in the mirror, in f- writing with his fingertip, it said, I love you, Splinter. And a giant heart. And it was like all like weirdly like running down. <laughs> like it had been done recently. 
And like it looked like he was asleep, but like it, he went back out, bro. Yeah, you fell yeah. asleep, and dude, <laughs> Corey went going. fucking. No, back no, no, out. no. Like he had just come. Oh no, I I went back to the room oh. four hours oh. before him, way before him, and then he came into the room at like seven o'clock in the morning, pounding furiously on the door. And I mean, I went to bed shit can drunk at, at like two in the morning, but like seven a.m. Blam, blam, blam clock and then fucking opens up and he comes in and he has an entire full thin crust floppy slice like i don't know i'm doing my oh own, but like my the biggest God. new york like street pizza and he goes just just when you're hungry boom slams that down and i'm like man it's seven in the morning he's like oh yeah i went to the wrong room like three times <laughs> Very nonchalantly since like four. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's like, like wandering but like the he's the best guy. He's he's the best. He can't be killed with conventional weaponry, Corey Chauvin. So I'm one of the things that I don't know, like doesn't come first to mind when it comes to like the products that you guys are offering and with your team. Fucking doskets. Those became a thing. Very <laughs> fucking fire. Yeah, yeah. That's Chris, right? One hundred percent. You know, he's for he's like. You know, I guess we're five years in now, and he's still finding ways to make them better. And they're deep fried biscuits, essentially, right? The yeah. amount of butter that goes in them is insane. And they're not, they're not, you know, they're five bucks a piece right. for a donut. But I'll tell you what, if you eat one, you know it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's worth the entire five bucks. It is. On top of that, there's nothing like these anywhere. You know, yeah. they get right. the crow nut or whatever in New York. That's fine. You can all yeah. have that. This <laughs> altogether different. You know, lush experience. Thanks. Big, yeah, yeah, they're good. Big, big, big shouts to uh, Chef Chris on that. Um, okay. And Chris is, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's Minneapolis dude now because he lives in Minneapolis yeah, and he's been working there because Pretoria, yeah. his kind of baby, and then Kenzie does St. Paul. That's that's uh, you know what? Yes, but you know we all we all believe, and me especially in the collaborative. And that, you know, like you can separate by location, but we are stronger in numbers. Right. So we all kind of contribute to each other's stuff and we lift each other up. You know, like the lack of ego in our kitchen is very important to our success. That we all can provide something and that a different perspective is more important than than one. And can I just like say like that's why I've been so impressed with all of all of your iterations of the things that you put forward because I can see you bussing a table, seating a group, you know, but just stopping by and checking in on somebody, filling a water, and it, it filters through like you're you're there, your entire staff I think sees that, and I think that that's what in the essence of like what hospitality is like you lead the way with that. And to me, like, that's why I'm so, you know, enamored with all of your products because you guys are so great on the hospitality side, but it's, it's all comes from your, your leadership and, and jumping in wherever it's needed. Thanks, bro. And everybody else does that. Thanks, bro. And, and my people stand up without mask and I'll tell you, yeah. they do. They, they stand up without mask and we know, we, we know what we're supposed to do. And, and my people have it down. I really appreciate that, though. That makes a lot of, lot, you know, that validation is a big deal right now. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Tim, how can we, as, uh, you know, 
private sector is all about the private sector, right? How how can we and how can, how can our listeners? How can we help you? Where's where's the money best spent? Mm-hmm. What needs help? I th- yeah. I, and I think that might be a bold <clears throat> question, but I know. I know that sometimes more channels of a business need something. So let's be real. We all love supporting your joints. But like, yeah. what needs help? What can what can we do? Yeah, you know, for me, um, you know, Tritoriate is is the place where we need the most help currently. Dynad had time to establish itself, and yet downtown St. Paul is really slowly now. Uh, Moochie St. Paul is, is steady, and the and and I have a love affair with our guests, and I think they have a love affair with us, and yeah. and so while it's it's not perfect, it's really strong. But Tutoria is you know still trying to establish itself, and so if you get a moment to understand that you know our our little sister over in Minneapolis needs you, and that's why we're focusing on doskits there, and you know different homey foods that you know that is a place where I need you now. But obviously, it's not just me. It's like, you know, whatever you can do to spread it around. And if you don't think you can go out and spend a lot of money and take out, but you have a few dollars to go spend on a place that's your solid and, you know, it's good for them, just go do it. Just keep going. You know, yeah. we got a couple more months of this. And um, I really hope we get, you know, our, our, our workers vaccinated so folks can kind of get over the fact that they might grab some sort of COVID from our friends. You know, like if we get the government support to like really do this, you know, a lot of things will, will be easier and we can glide into a solution that we've that we've not had. And I'm just hopeful that, you know, everybody makes it makes it through all my restaurants, all everybody else's restaurants. Holy crap. You know, these folks that are going to go open their restaurants next week. I can't yep. I can't talk shit on them because, you know what, they're trying to survive, man. And and so whatever you can do, just, you know, keep your hearts open and also uh, let the government know. Yeah. Let the government know. Let your representatives know. We need assistance, and and we need help. And we're not we're not used to asking. We're used to providing, and so uh, this ain't easy for us. We, we need you. So whatever it is, just keep going to restaurants that you love. So get out there, some douskits for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Grab grab a frozen lasagna mm-hmm. for dinner later that day. You know, do whatever you do for lunch. It's up to you. I'm just providing <laughs> you with breakfast and dinner. We will service you. It doesn't matter when. <laughs> but, but you know, let's get out there. And, uh, you know, obviously, Brett and I, big proponents of, like, you know, everything St. Paul, Minneapolis, local. But, um, yeah, if we can get the team to come out strong, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. Much love. Out. Hey, thank you so much. Make it happen. My name is still Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is... Joshua Joseph. Joshua Joseph Clark. And uh, our esteemed guest. Cheers, mister. This is for you, buddy. Thank you so much. As always, uh, get after everyone on social media. Be good to each other.